Welcome to The Screen Queen, the show where I'll be talking about your favorite show or your favorite movie. You'll just have to find out what you're about to know. This is your Screen Queen, your host, Samantha Parrish. Hello there and welcome back to the show. I am your host, your Screen Queen, Samantha Parrish. So I think we can all agree... This is the Nicolas Cage movie that everyone has been waiting for, even if they didn't know that they were waiting for it. Renfield is, ah, a spectacle to see as a trailer. There is so much to unpack about this movie that's not even out yet. So, a lot of people on this show know that I'm not really a vamp fan. I did an episode about the Lost Boys, and I did a whole spiel about my limited affection for this supernatural creature. But I am 100% down for this vampire movie. Not because it's a vampire movie, but because it's a Nicolas Cage vampire movie. Nicolas Cage has such a presence that you could take any genre and put his name in front of it, and then his name basically becomes a subgenre because of what he brings to that genre. So for those out there that aren't familiar with the movie, or like me, you were too distracted by the fact that we got our dreams to come true with this uh, staple of Dracula being played by uh, Nicolas Cage, I'm going to go ahead and give you a synopsis. So we follow a young man named Renfield, our titular character that is the title of the movie, as he is forced to get people for Dracula as he's also trying to uh, get out of his arrangement with Dracula as his henchman. But it's also been defined as a toxic relationship and Renfield somehow gets powers from him. It's There's a lot going on. I'm sure we're going to get our questions answered, but we're going to have such a damn good time getting those answers. I have never known Nicolas Cage to not be entertaining. Even the ones at 0% on Rotten Tomatoes still has an effect that we are entertained by Nicolas Cage because he gives 110% into a movie that probably didn't even have 5%. But there's something that I do want to talk about with this movie that I don't know if a lot of people have noticed is we're getting into the new evolution of Nicolas Cage that He's still doing whatever the hell he wants. He's in it for the love of the game, not the fame. His recent work has gotten to a point that people start to ignore the ratings and the criticisms and see that Nicolas Cage is just genuinely enjoying what he's doing. He's not really caring about what people say, about what's going on. You can tell this man is having so much fun in this movie. There are a lot of scripts that he holds near and dear to his heart, that he carries this story to its full potential to get this story out there. I, I gotta admire him for that. He's putting all of himself into someone's project. That shows how much faith he has in that person to carry their story to the screen. Now, with that said, uh, the chemistry that Nicolas Cage has with certain people has changed over the years. With the movies he did in the 90s, and then the new millennium, and then our last decade, he was always paired with actors that had too much energy, or they were a method actor just like him. And sometimes that can be great, but there lies a double-edged sword that you have too much energy on the screen. 
you have all your time given to Nicolas Cage or his co-star. And over the past years, he's been paired with John Cusack, who can give a lot of energy. He was paired with Willem Dafoe for a movie, and it's like, okay, I'm automatically tired just looking at their names. Now I know what I'm in for. But with the recent movies that he's done, with the uh, movie where he played a fictional version of himself, I believe it was called The Massive Incredible Talent. Uh, don't quote me on it word for word. I know I butchered the title. I just don't remember it <laughs> on top of my head. But he was paired with Pedro Pascal. And even though I haven't seen it, but just knowing that he's paired with someone that doesn't give a whole lot of energy and has their own aura, that definitely meshes very well with the fact that Nicolas Cage can do his energy and then you get to focus on someone else. Now take Renfield into this example of what I'm saying. Nicholas Holt is a quiet actor. He can be energetic at some points, but he has his own way of acting of how he gets into these characters. And because of the way he's able to carry a quiet character to a way that it still speaks volumes is wonderful. So you have a character that is very soft-spoken. He's like, I have to escape a toxic relationship. And then you got Nicolas Cage, you know, Renfield's like, here we go. We, we have a perfect dynamic going on. That is such a fitting match of having Nicolas Cage and Nicholas Holt. Can we just go ahead and call this movie Nick at Night? Because that seems like a more appropriate title given the characters of this movie. I literally wrote that joke for the episode and came up with it last night. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> when I looked at the trailer again, there was something else that I noticed. And I haven't really done a whole lot of research in this. And this might be obvious or it might be uh, a subtle, subtle, subtle nod. Nicolas Cage's portrayal of Dracula seems very reminiscent of Christopher Lee's Dracula. I, I did a whole snippet of this about the evolution of vampire movies on my Lost Boys episode. And in that episode, I did mention Christopher Lee's portrayal of Dracula in the 60s. And Dracula has essentially looked the same. They've never changed the appearance of Dracula, of having the slicked back hair and the cape and uh, the very sophisticated attire that he wears. A lot of actors can do that. It doesn't particularly have to be copying another actor. But in this case, it does feel very reminiscent of the specific portrayal that Christopher Lee played. There feels a lot of nuances that Christopher Lee had on his attire or his appearance or his facial expressions that I can see on Nicolas Cage. You might want to do a little compare and contrast there, but when I saw the trailer again, I'm like, this, this, this really feels a lot like Christopher Lee. And that that's a good thing. I, I do like that. That's going to be bringing the whole vampire parody element to also be an homage to one of the greatest portrayals that we've had of Dracula. They might clarify that for us. They might not clarify that for us, but I figured I'd just say it. But I gotta say, I, I like the fact that we're getting a vampire movie, but I also love the fact that we're getting a funny vampire movie. We don't get a lot of funny vampire movies. I can think on top of my head that we had What We Do in the Shadows, and then there was the TV adaptation of What We Do in the Shadows, and that's about it. I can't think of anything else. The only ones I could think of are having 
vampire characters like in Scooby-Doo or The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy where we got to see a funny twist on the Dracula character, but it doesn't really get its own specific funny Dracula movie. That might be the first. And who better than Nicolas Cage who has those elements of comedy but also has those elements of being a pure villain because even though it's a comedy horror movie, it's also a horror movie. So what are we going to see that's going to make us be entertained by Nicolas Cage but also frightened by Nicolas Cage? Because the man does not get enough credit for how he can be a great villain. To the core of the movie, he is the villain. He's going to be a funny-ass villain, but we're not going to know what this particular different twist on Dracula is going to do. So can we say that uh, we hope that Renfield gets uncaged out of this very bad predicament that he's in with Dracula. Or, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty good that he's caged. <laughs> awful joke. There's too many awful jokes in this episode. I have to be stopped. Okay, well, that's all the thoughts I have about Redfield. I'm really excited to go see the movie, and whenever it does come to streaming, I am going to be so happy to cover this for an episode on the screen, Queen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Trailer Time. And now you are going to be listening to your feature presentation of Apt Pupil. That's a very strange dynamic. I just talked about a movie trailer about a a young actor and an old actor. And now we're going to be going into a movie about a young actor and an old actor. Oh my god, the coincidences are so thick. I could have seen this with the best glasses in the world and still probably would have been blind to it. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to catch up with me in between episodes, you can find me on Instagram at the queen of the screen. Alrighty. You all take care now. Stay amazing. And I'll be back with another episode. This is your screen queen signing off. Bye-bye. <laughs>